At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour on tap for you as in 15 minutes we're going to be joined by one of our favorites, Danielle Alvari, who does great work here at the network, taking a look at so much in terms of the West Coast betting scene. She also does an amazing job taking a look at college basketball, actually does a lot of the in-stadium hosting over there with the UCLA Bruins, does some work at DraftKings. We're going to be diving into the Tuesday college basketball card with her and in the back half of the hour, we're going to be taking a look at a wide variety of futures markets with our good friend Jason Weingarten. I think that he probably has a few MLB futures on tap for us, and I always love being able to dive into the MLB. It's one of my favorite sports. When college basketball season wraps up, I always love to be able to take a look at baseball, and Jason, much like myself, has a love of that sport, so we've got that on tap for this hour. going to give you guys my DKNH pick for college basketball here in a minute, but first things first. Got to give a shout out to all the hardworking folks behind the scenes. I mentioned them briefly in hour number one, but they deserve a little bit more than that because they do absolutely incredible work. The Greg Peterson experience does not function without the hard work of our wonderful producer, Jason Kanu. He's the man that books all these guests and somehow, some way keeps me online and entertained during breaks as well. So that is an added bonus that we get here on the Greg Peterson Experience. You've got all the graphics on the screen, whether you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, what have you. Dakota does a great job there. They're now on Sports Map Radio. We've been on Sports Map for a little bit over a month. Hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing here on VSIN. Hopefully you're enjoying the Greg Peterson Experience. And it is our man Taylor that gets us set up there. And by the way, if you're listening on Sports Map Radio and you miss anything, Visa.com slash picks, everything that we uh, give out on this show in terms of myself, the guests, what have you. You're able to find it all there at beeson.com slash picks. So we got you guys covered on that front and every single hour of the Greg Peterson experience as well. If you miss any of that, that is in podcast form. beeson.com slash podcast or the best bets feed wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. Typically, it's our friend Sean who graduated from Quinnipiac, but he is now on vacation. He actually was giving his girlfriend a nice little tour of what we've all got here at VSIN, and he does amazing work, and it's Aramis, who is filling in, Aramis, who is filling in, doing a great job of holding down the fort. He does amazing work. All these guys, they do absolutely an incredible job, so we appreciate all of them for their contributions to the show. And now, 
It's always, as I like to say, now time for me to hold up my end of the bargain because everyone behind the scenes, they always do so. And hey, last week we've been able to do so. We're 6-1 with the DK Nation picks. This was about the easiest under of the year in the Kansas versus TCU game. It opened up at 149.5, closed north of 150, and it was a 63-58 to 58 slog. Both teams were colder than an igloo, and for an underbetter, that's a delight. So let's try to find another nice, clean, easy winner because they don't come around very often like that. But with that said, we're going to be going back to the Big 12, and we're going to be going back to a team that is based out in the great state of Kansas. We go 631-632 on the betting board. Baylor is on the road facing off against Kansas State. Kansas State opened up a one-point underdog. This has moved to two in a lot of spots, and your total is in between 145.5 and 146. And I think the wrong team is favored. I've got Kansas State as a point and a half, two-point favorite. I'm going to be one to take them on the money line as an underdog based on the timing that this is released. It'll either be the very, very small plus number that's going to be coming out in the AM if it is posted a little bit before then. It'll just be me taking the small amount of like one, one and a half, two points, something of that nature. But I think Kansas State should be able to win this game. Last time these two teams met up, you have to go back to early January. There was not a lot of defense played in that game. It was 96 to 94. Part of that was because the game went to overtime. But even without the overtime, that game would have went very, very easily over in regulation. I remember I made the DK and Asia pick on that one, the under, and boy, did that come up state, guys. So... It's a game that is very fresh in my memory, but we have noticed that ever since that game, Baylor has been really throttling down their tempo. Since that game that they played against Kansas State a little bit over a month ago, Baylor playing at a rate of about five possessions per game fewer than they were at the time. Meanwhile, you've got a Kansas State team that is just so vastly different home to road as well. This is a Kansas State team that turns the point slot on a per possession basis. They're clocking in right around 20th in the country, but how about this? For a disparity between the home and the road. For Kansas State, in terms of points allowed on a per 100 possessions basis, they allow 21.4 points per 100 possessions fewer at home than they do away from home. I think that that is very big, and it's also a Baylor offense that goes into a little bit of a swoon when they're on the road as well. Their points scored on a per 100 possession basis, that drops by 12.4 points when they leave Waco. So, I think that that's very important to take a look at. You've got a Baylor team that has been able to get the Energizer Bunny back out there and Jonathan Chamochachua. He's able to give you about six points, five boards. He's been able to pop threes. He's been able to be a nice contributor for Baylor. But you also have to wonder for Baylor, is this going to be a little bit of a letdown spot for them? Keep in mind, their last game against Kansas on Saturday, they were leading that game by 17 points. I actually remember sending a tweet in game, man, Baylor might be playing like the best team in the country. And then, boom, they went straight down the toilet bowl in that game. They lost by 16. It was a 33-point swing in the final 30 or final 23 minutes of that game. So, yeah, that's not so great. And now you have to get up and play in the Little Apple in what they call the Octagon of Doom against a pair of guys that are absolutely tremendous. And Marquis Noel along Keontae Johnson. Both of these guys combined to be able to give you about 34 points per contest. Noel is able to give you two and a half steals per game. And that's another thing as well with Kansas State. They do a much better job of being able to generate turnovers when they're at home rather than in a roadside shoot record environment. The Wildcats, they are 29th in the country in terms of turnovers force on a per possession basis at home. That drops a 132nd when they're in a road slash shoot record environment. And I do think that that's very important to take a look at. David Ignison is someone that plays for Kansas State as a little bit of a six foot nine joker player. He was missing quite a bit of time for Kansas State. He was able to get back out there over the weekend, so he should be good to go on this one. That gives them a little bit of added depth. You've been able to have Desi Sills ship in there right around eight points per contest for the Baylor side of things. You don't necessarily have anyone that gives you north of six rebounds per game. It's really a hole is greater than some of its parts approach as Jalen Bridges is really the only guy that gives you north of four and a half rebounds per game. He's been able to give you more like five and a half per contest. So then you've got guys like Caleb Lohner, Jonathan Chamochachua, you mentioned a little bit before, sort of mixing and matching. Keontae George, Adam Flagler, both of these guys have been able to deliver for the team right around 16 points per contest. And it's a Baylor team that they shoot it relatively solidly. From three-point range, no fans or buts about it, but it is a bunch that they do take a little bit of a fall-off when they are away from home, and I do think that that is going to be very key in this game as 
It's a Baylor team that from three-point range at home shoots right around 38.1%. That drops from more around 34.3% in a roadside search record environment. So I do think that both of these teams have some very real home and road splits. It's not quite Big Ten crazy, but it is quite something to take a look at. I do think that Kansas State, with being able to have all that they do have in terms of being able to pound the glass as a collective, having those two star players, I do think that they get the job done. And much like they did in Waco, they're going to be able to pull this game out and be able to generate a few more turnovers than Baylor does. So I made the DK and H pick Kansas State, them being able to win outright. It might be more like the plus two that we're seeing right now. I personally like the money line. So no need to fuss around there. And in terms of the total, I do think that we're going to see a throttle down game. Keep in mind, Baylor playing significantly more slowly than we did see the first time around. And Kansas State much better with their defense when they're at home. So I'd set my total at 144, diving under, and I'm willing to take Kansas State just outright on the money line in this spot as well. How about if we go with the biggest money pit in all of college basketball? And that would be Tulsa. 633, 634 on the betting board. Tulsa is a one and after a two-point underdog with East Carolina. And total on this game is 144. I hate to do this, but I've got to take Tulsa in this spot. Tulsa, 3, 21, and 2 against the spread. That is not a typo. I have not incorrectly spoke. If you have bet on the spread of Tulsa in every single one of their games thus far this season, you're down if you're a unit better. 18.3 units. Just on Tulsa. It's been really sad to say the least, but they're also going up against an East Carolina team that's still without their top score. That would be uh, Javon Small, and he was playing very big for the team. He was giving them 15 points, right around five assists per contest, and I do think that this is actually a matchup that is good for Tulsa because you've got a guy by the name of Brian Sellerbongu who gives you 12 points, nine and a half rebounds per game. He's probably going to be matched up with Brandon Johnson, who's been able to do a nice job down low for East East Carolina, he's been able to give the team 13 points, eight at boards, he's able to pop a few threes, but I do think that the backcourt and what you're able to get out of someone like a Sam Griffin, who's able to give you 15 points per game, having Brandon Betson shoot over 40% from three, that's going to be big, and it is the Tulsa team that has been bad with their defense. Actually, bad is being polite to how bad this Tulsa defense has been. In terms of your 363 D1 teams, Tulsa's clocking in 347th. It turns the points a lot on a per possession basis, but not like this East Carolina team is necessarily making like the 85 Bears as well. They're one or 92nd in the country. Turns the points a lot on a per possession basis, and most of the woes that we've been seeing for Tulsa have been coming on the road. They're allowing 9.8 points for 100 possessions, fewer at home rather than in a roadside shoot record environment. Meanwhile, for East Carolina, they've been sort of mixing, matching with regards to a lot of the pieces that they've been trying to throw out there. RJ Felton has been able to do a nice job being able to give you double figures, but also for the Salsa team, they've been able to get a little bit more out of Tim Dogger down low. He's been able to give you about nine points, five rebounds per game. It's an East Carolina team that really doesn't have a lot of depth down low. They have a tough time being able to hit the glass, and I do think that Tulsa finds themselves actually in a relatively good spot to cover a number, and, well, if they're going to cover this number, they either need to lose by one or win outright. I did set East Carolina as... A one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take East Carolina outright on the money line. Might as well try to get a little bit of that juice back if you've been betting on East Carolina. It's been a less-than-savory year, or if you've been betting on Tulsa, it's been a less-than-savory year for them. So take a look at Tulsa on the money line in the spot, and we're going to be taking a look at this total under as well, or taking a look at this total over as well, semi-total at 144-and-a-half. And coming next, we continue the college basketball chatter with Daniel Alvar, he does great work here at Visa Next, right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by our guest. It's Danielle Avari. Does great work at a wide variety of places. She's here at VSIN. You're able to catch her at DraftKings. If you're a fan of the UCLA Bruins, she does a lot of the in stadium emceeing slash hosting for them as well. And Danielle, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Good to see you, Greg, and I'm glad to hear that you are pleased with how my Bruins have been playing recently, because I am as well. Absolutely, and I mean, in a year that is wide open in college basketball, why not the UCLA Bruins? That, I'm sure, would make you very, very happy, and I'm sure that there's many people out here on the West Coast that would be very happy, as last time the Pac-12 was able to take home a title, you have to go all the way back to 1997. Missouri has company, as for the Big Ten, you have to go all the way back to 2000. Maryland's title in 2002 does not count big time. I am sorry, but you cannot claim that one. But what we can claim is to have some thoughts on the college basketball card for this Tuesday. And I do think that we've got a very interesting game, ironically enough, on the Big Ten. You've got Indiana versus Michigan State. Michigan State opened up as a two-point favorite. Now we've seen this get to two and a half and three. And I think that we really do need to be putting a heavy emphasis in terms of home and road splits in the Big Ten because... It is always very, very difficult, but I take a look at this Indiana team. I do think that they match up quite well with Michigan State. I don't know if I would want them outright on the money line here, but now with this total getting to three, having by far the best player out there on the floor, in my opinion, with Trace Jackson Davis, I'm willing to take a three with Indiana. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis has been absolutely stellar for this Hoosiers offense. He scored 31 versus Spartans last time. And to your point, yes, home court is huge for this conference, obviously. Uh, The Spartans lost by 13 on the road at Indiana in January, just to illustrate that. Uh, Indiana completely controlled the pace and the flow of that game. And to your point, it's because they match up really well. Indiana should win on the boards here. Michigan State is 285th in rebounding percentage. Indiana ranks 5th in offensive rebounding and 8th and defensive rebounding and the Hoosiers just are going to be able to create the open shots that they want here because where they shoot most frequently is where the Spartans defend more. Uh, not so well, you could say uh, And Indiana particularly likes to attack the rim and Michigan state ranks 95th in defending shots at the rim. And they can also shoot three pointers when they absolutely need to. So even though this is going to be a tough road spot, I do think you're getting some points of the Hoosiers here and that's worth a look. And then this is one of the biggest questions that we have both in terms of the Tuesday games and just overall, What can we get out of Nick Smith now that he's back for Arkansas? Played north of 30 minutes in the team's last game, was able to deliver 10 points, and I have to have Mm -hmm. a feeling that bookmakers have really factored him into this game against Georgia. Georgia is between a 13 to a 13.5 point underdog with a total of 142.5 for Arkansas versus Georgia, and with this Arkansas team, they've been a team that has been very hit or miss, and for Georgia, it's hit or miss as well. A week ago, Mm -hmm. they were able to knock off Kentucky. Last Saturday, they lost to Alabama in a game which gave up north of 105 points. So, less than savory there. It's been the best of times, and it's been the worst of times for our good friend Mike White. And it's an Arkansas team that just really has not been able to get a lot of outside shooting 
Where do you stand on this one? Because I think the biggest question is, how does Georgia respond after getting just run over by a dump truck by Alabama? Yeah, it's a really good question. And to your point, Georgia beating Kentucky, you and I have been skeptical about Kentucky. Have you changed your mind about them since we talked last? Because I still am not completely convinced on this Kentucky team. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sold myself. I mean, good on them for knocking off Tennessee, but I always hate to use the word fraud in sports. Tennessee's a whole bunch of frauds, and they've shown that every single year that Rick Barnes has been there. Congratulations on having a great defense during the regular season. You're going to bow out as like a four seed during the NCAA tournament. So uh, congratulations. You can hang a banner for that. Well, uh, that's exactly my point, I guess, is I'm not completely overwhelmed by somebody beating Kentucky, including my own Bruins back in December. (laughs) But uh, Alabama, I saw this line with Georgia, and I saw that it was 18 and a half, and Alabama went ahead and covered that very handily, as you could see here. And I was looking to bet that, but I thought 18 and a half is too many points. No, it was not. No, it was not. It was not even close to enough. Uh, meanwhile, Arkansas on the other side has snapped a two game losing streak. They had that win over Florida on Saturday, 84 to 65. That looked really nice for them. And to your point, they're not the biggest three point shooting team. They're 30.4% from three. And honestly, Georgia's biggest strength is their perimeter defense. But unfortunately, Arkansas is not going to want to take a lot of those shots because it's not what they do well. Uh, Georgia's offense is just not it here. They rank 236 in scoring offense, and they only average less than 70 points per game here, 69 and a half. Uh, and meanwhile, Arkansas has allowed just two of their last 10 opponents to surpass 70 points. So I don't think this Georgia offense is going to be the team to be the third in that top 11. Uh, but the Arkansas defense is definitely the real deal. It's been elite this season. There are just two Georgia double-digit scorers on the team. I think Terry Roberts is just averaging 14 and a half, not even a ton of points. And then Kerry Oquendo as well. But Arkansas is going to have the size advantage in that one as well on the defensive side. Uh, as far as offense, they also lead the SEC and are 24th nationally in field goal percentage, shooting 48%. And they shoot 55% on two-point attempts. Georgia's interior defense is particularly weak. So even though this is a double-digit favorite at home, I still think the Razorbacks can cover this 13.5. Plus, Arkansas is 12-2 and at home, and Georgia is 1-8 and on the road right now. And you were mentioning the fact that you were taking a look at that Georgia line, you were thinking, oh, 18.5, 19 <laughs> might have been a little bit too many. Well, Alabama on Wednesday is going to be playing at South Carolina. And South Carolina <laughs> is terrible. You thought that that line was big. This that line is going to be north of twenty. I assure you of that. So could be very. I mean, Cal was a a twenty five point dog versus UCLA on Saturday, and we saw that was not nearly enough, which made sense because USC beat them by thirty seven. So it's really just scraping the bottom of the barrel for some of these conferences. Yeah, Cal's without their top scorer and Devin Askew, and well, what is really skewed is the California <laughs> point totals just going under, <laughs> but not great. For them to say the least, how Mark Fox currently has a job at Cal, the world may never know. But Apparently, we... the Cal student section, too, has taken to bringing the Firefox logo to the games. <laughs> and oh, so, my gosh. That is, that tells that you is where terrific. There's quite yeah. a few coaches out there in the Pac-12 that have no idea how they have a job. I mean, just look at Jared Haas. I mean, he somehow, someway has gotten by with making as many NCAA tournaments as the two of us, Danielle. That is just yeah. an absolutely Herculean feat. So, How do you only win three games? I don't. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Jared has. Keep getting those checks, my man. But, I mean, man, <laughs> not necessarily been great, to say the least. But, I mean, these two teams have had results in the past in the NCAA tournament. You've got Texas Tech and Oklahoma, certainly mm. two of the lesser teams of the Big 12 this year. But that entire Big 12 is currently sacked. Totals between 137 to 137.5. Oklahoma between a two to a two and a half point favorite. I think that this is going to be a very tight game. Personally, I set yeah. my line more around it too. I, what I do like here is the under a little bit more. It's an Oklahoma mm-hmm. team that has been playing very slowly this year. Bottom 75 in terms of total possessions. Brian Porter Mosier bringing with him his loyal Chicago style. And for Texas Tech, I do think that you need to factor in Fardos Amick, guy from Utah Valley. He comes in. He's able to give the team a little bit more rebounding. So I see this being a little bit of a lower scoring game, and I like the under. Where do you stand on this one? Sure, definitely with Oklahoma at home here. I actually, betting on the Big 12 has been really difficult because this this conference is so difficult, really. They can really beat each other on any given night. These, of course, some of the lower teams in this Big 12. But as 
Greg knows we've been in this college basketball contest. If I had just faded myself the last four weeks, I'd be in a great spot. But the opposite has been happening, and I've been kind of trying out different strategies. And a week or two ago, it was a lot of Big 12 teams, and I thought, no, I really have a good grasp on this conference. But the problem was these teams are so good that these lines are so sharp with these teams. And so I backed off of the Big 12 last week. That didn't help me either. So we're still working on a winning strategy. But that said, Texas Tech lost 68-63 to at home in overtime last time versus the Sooners. And Oklahoma's coming off two big games here. An overtime loss to Texas. It was very close. And that win over Kansas State. They covered both of those games. So just as of recency as those last two games looking at least a little bit sharper there. But again, what are they playing for? They basically played themselves out of the NCAA tournament and possibly the postseason overall. So really just kind of saving face at this point. Texas Tech, meanwhile, has only covered one of their last five, but the Red Raiders do have four players averaging double figures in scoring, and Oklahoma averages a Big 12 worth 68.5 points per game, so that would help that under that you were talking about. They're also last in rebounding in the Big 12, but they did out-rebound Kansas State and Texas. Again, the last two games, a little bit of a surge. Uh, Oklahoma's covered seven of the last eight head-to-heads versus Texas Tech, if you can believe it, but Oklahoma has never been the favorite in that time, not once. Uh, the Sooners are 26 and nine straight up when this game is played in Norman. So this two and a half, like you said, maybe not ideal. I think you can get a better number on this live because I think Texas Tech's offense will be able to score some points and get up. And then maybe you get in on Oklahoma in that spot. Yep. And I do think that this is going to be a very, very hairy, a very tight game myself. So I do think that it's a little bit difficult to take a look at it. Got about a minute here. Do you have anything in terms of the Marquette versus Creighton game? Another prominent one that we're going to be seeing on Tuesday with Creighton being about a five and a half point favorite. I don't, I, you know, Creighton's been really tough for me to figure out this season, but uh, I'm hoping that come tournament time, there's a team that I can start to back more consistently. Yeah. With Creighton, it's been really interesting to take a look at them. A team that had a lot of top damn hype. Ryan Kalkbrenner mm-hmm. is out due to illness, and then he comes back, and the team has really been able to restore order ever since then. And for Marquette, team playing a lot of positionless basketball, that is going to be one of fascination. And Danielle, I know you do a great job looking at college basketball. You really do a great job looking at all things West Coast sports in general, being able to make some money on all those teams. And Danielle, always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Always great to have Danielle Alvari aboard. She does great work here at VSIN. She does great work at DraftKings. You have a good down the list. And coming up next, we've got some futures talk coming up as we're going to be joined by Jason Weingarten here at the network. And he joins me next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bay Network. Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? Well, DraftKings, well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. That way, you're able to see all the changes in the action, find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bay Network. We are currently getting Jason Weingarten, who does great work here at the network on the horn. I know that he has been discussing with myself a few futures that he likes, and very interestingly, I believe that he has a future on UConn. I remember that from our prior chats. He's also got one on Kentucky, which that's looking a little bit more rough. Myself and Danielle were sh- throwing a little bit of sh- shade at Kentucky in the last segment. But I do think that in general, this Big East is a very interesting conference because you've got five teams, in my opinion, that you don't necessarily have one clear-cut Final Four team, but you've got a lot of upside with all of them. The Marquette Creighton game is certainly one that I'm going to be Breaking down within the next few minutes, I already took a look at Xavier in the back half of our number one slash early here in our number two. Providence is a team that I don't think that you can count out either. With Providence, a lot of people are saying, oh, this team is lucky and everything like that. Well, you know what? Providence may be able to do a rock-solid job as well. So I do think that there's a lot of fascination with those Big East teams, and There's never a shortage of fascination with Jason Weingarten, who does a great job here at the network, taking a look at pretty much all things futures. And Jason, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. 
Good evening, Greg. Sorry I'm a little late, but got this all straightened out, got the camera working. Here we are. Here we are, and it gave us a nice little primer as well, because I know that one of your features is UConn. You got a little bit on Kentucky. Have you added anything to the portfolio since our last chat in terms of taking a look at college basketball? Yeah, so uh, I was on vacation this weekend. I just got back today. I got back this morning. Um, my my only college basketball bet today was uh, Cal State uh, San Luis Obispo. That uh, that worked out. Tonight. Yes, I was pretty pretty happy about that. I was a little bummed I didn't get the uh, the money line there, but uh, I'm I'm kind of kind of just gonna uh, punt that Kentucky future. I think at this point I'm I'm just gonna gonna admit that I took a took a bad number there and. You know, I, I don't. I just don't see Kentucky doing much. Um, I have added a little bit more on Kansas. I uh, I like Kansas still. I think maybe uh, maybe they kind of turn it on and uh, become the Kansas that we uh, we think they can be. But uh, what do you think, Greg? I mean, the top of the board keeps changing every week. You know, every week I come on and Alabama's the number one team and Purdue's hot and now they're not. And you know, what do you think's going on right now? I I, I don't know. Yeah, but I think that it's just so interesting to take a look at college basketball right now because it's as open of a year that we've really seen since those UConn teams were able to win the NCAA tournament with Kemba Walker in 2011, and then you had the Hungry Huskies back in that, I believe it was 2014 season. It feels sort of like one of those years, and if I were to take a look at a team that is, I'm going to call it inside of the top eight, I think is a good line of demarcation for this, it would be Kansas because I take a look at these teams in the Big 12 and I think that they're a little bit of a cut above everyone else because there's just so much good competition. They've shown it all out of conference. You've got teams that they don't necessarily play one distinct style either because all these teams, they're relatively rapid aside from Oklahoma, but they don't play at a breakneck pace. They all play relatively solid on defense. And I do think whatever team is able to win the Big 12 and right now, it's looking like it's going to be either Kansas or Texas. I think that that deserves a lot more credence than winning any other league in college basketball right now. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of a, a Kansas fan myself at the moment. I think uh, my square uh, Kansas UConn uh, going to be my rooting interest in in college college basketball just just in the the futures. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with Kansas right now. I'll probably look to uh, add to those futures this week, see what prices I can find as the week goes on. And another team I've been warming up on a little bit more because I am talking about the Big 12 as well as I do think that if TCU is able to stay fully healthy because we saw them on display against Kansas as well, that's a team that at 30-1, to 1, I do think that they have a little bit of upside. Now the biggest if is if Mike Miles is able to stay healthy because with TCU, they haven't been able to play a whole bunch of games together. Mike Miles has had a pair of injuries and that's always a little bit of a gamble how do you gauge teams like a TCU where you see the very big upside with them but at the same time they're they've got teams there are players in general that they get banged up because I know that you do a great job with the futures market are you someone that you're willing to take a little bit of a flyer on a bigger number like we're seeing at 30 to 1 with TCU knowing that there's a little bit of an injury history and you might get burnt by it, but you're just going to take it for the value if things break right? Yeah, you know, there's there's always, uh, you can always approach it from from that angle. Um, if, if you like TCU, if you think you can make a case that they're going to win the Big 12 or they're going to go on a run in the tournament, then uh, you go and you look at that 30 to 1 and you shop around and you see if you could find an even better number. And, you know, because there's so many books now and so many people posting these odds you 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 just have to shop around and if if you could find an even better number than 30 i would absolutely take it um then it just becomes a question of how many futures you want to hold and how much you know you're going to end up investing for me like this college basketball season we've mainly talked about the the three futures i have and really down to two if you kind of just want to throw kentucky into the the pile of you know not really promising futures at this point so um you know, it really just ends up being, do you want a huge stack of, of flyers or do you want to invest more money in, you know, a select few few teams? But um, TCU, 30 to 1 or better is definitely, you know, kind of kind of team you can consider if you're building a portfolio at the moment. 
And I think that you bring up something very interesting with college basketball's futures because you bring up those two distinct styles. There are a lot of people out there, and they have great success. Like, I have a buddy by the name of Aaron Kessler. He does a really good job of taking a look at these teams that are, like, north of 100 to 1. He searches them out throughout the season. He'll fire in on, like, one, maybe two a month that he likes. Like, he very nearly had a nice hit with Texas second, north of 100 to 1, when they made that national title game against Virginia. But he's looking at some flyers, looking to be able to hedge, looking to be able to try to get that big plus money winner that is able to pull it out. As we know in college basketball, much easier said than done because even though there is a lot of randomness in the NCAA tournament, it always feels like it's one of those top 10 teams that's able to pull it out. And then you were just talking about it, having a select like three, four, something of that nature, futures that you take maybe at less of a long shot price, but you feel relatively good about them. Where do you stand on this? And is it a case of which you just really take the style that you're taking this year, where you're going to be taking just a few small shots and trying to hope that one of those cash and really not doing a lot of hedging? Or do you think that there might be a little bit of value this year in trying to be able to build up a little bit more of a portfolio and then hedge when some of these teams get to like the Sweet 16 Elite Eight? I think Aaron's strategy is really good if uh, if you can you know implement it successfully and disciplined enough to to find numbers when they drift out during the season. Uh, me personally, I don't follow the college basketball futures market that in depth at that many books on a you know daily basis or a weekly basis to be able to pick off drifting numbers in the the hundred to ones to make it worthwhile. I tend to focus more on finding two or three teams, you know, that I like and, and kind of, you know, focusing my money on that and continuing to add to it during the the season, if there's advantageous spots. Um, and then the tournament starts and you throw everything out the window and start again and kind of just root your futures through. But, uh, you know, the, the draw can change everything at that point. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, for me, I, I try to focus more on, you know, getting two or three top teams in as opposed to having a bunch of long shots in the tournament that, that then have to make a run. And is this a year where maybe you will fire in on a future or two when it comes to everything once we get that bracket? Because I am very much a believer in the draw just influences everything in college basketball. And I'm much more of a believer that I would rather take a little bit of a lesser price, but know exactly what I'm getting in terms of the draw. Yeah, um... I think once once you see the draw and once everything starts, um, you know, I, I think I think the best the last time to take futures where, where there tends to be a ton of value is during or beginning of the conference tournaments. If you think someone's going to make a run and get one of the automatic bids after the automatic bids are kind of decided, I think um, you're better off kind of playing money money line parlays through the tournament and you know attacking it round by round as opposed to playing a future once the field is decided and that you're not going to get value at that point very often and you bring up a good point with being able to take a look at what we always call a little bit of a rollover sort of way as well because if you have a draw that you think is good but all of a sudden the board breaks down you get an unexpected matchup something like that you could always walk away from the table with your winnings whereas if you take a future you have to ride that thing all the way through. And something else that Jason does a great job of, take a look at some baseball. We're going to be chatting some baseball with Jason Weingarten next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, football season has wrapped up, but Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered with every line out and boost. Join us every week for our new promotions like. The Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Jason Weingarten. He does a great job over at he does a great job over here at Visa and taking a look at so many futures. And Jason, I know that you, much like myself, have been always taking a look at the baseball scene year in and year out. And with regards to the rule changes this year, I don't think that we've talked about this in the past. Are you going to be adjusting anything in terms of the way that you take a look at things this year in baseball because they are outlawing the shift? And the biggest thing to me is the fact that we do have a pitch clock, and I'm very curious to see how that does impact many of these pitchers. Well, they'll be using it during spring training, so we'll get a look at who who has problems with it and who doesn't. Obviously, that that doesn't guarantee things will carry over into the regular season. But, you know, we have a whole month of of being able to see and kind of kind of see the results before we have to worry about the regular season. So um, I'm excited for spring training to start. I know I think the first games with lines will be Friday. I I won't start betting myself a couple days till a couple days after. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to to be able to to know that lineups will be coming out by the end of the week, daily lineups. I love seeing that on my Twitter feed. Absolutely. And do you do any betting when it comes to spring training? Because I've always been someone that I always like to be able to gauge spring training, how guys are looking, things like that. But I never actually fire in on games until I see the regular season start because I do think that it is very important to just know that with spring training, there are a lot of guys that are trying things out, but do you fire in on any of these spring training games? I love spring training. I wish spring training was three months or a few months long. You know, I wish it was, it was twice as long as it is. Um, I mean, not only is it good betting and do I get a ton of closing line value typically, but uh, one of my favorite things is is that you see the starters go once or twice through the order and then you get a bunch of backups and and rookies and prospects and you know for for a lot of times and a lot of the year it's the uh, the only time you're going to get to see some of these AAA or uh, you know lower prospects playing with with major league players or you know getting their first exposure to the major league level so I enjoy watching that stuff myself um, and I enjoy betting it as well I think especially on the West Coast where you could wake up make your bets and you know, a lot of the, the Grapefruit League plays, you know, uh, during the day on the East Coast. So your bets are done by lunch and you're, you know, you know how much you've made or lost and you can get on with your day early. I think it's uh, pretty great. And how much of your futures wagering is actually based on what you do see during spring training? Because you just mentioned it. You do finally get a chance to see some of these guys that they might be rising prospects, how they're sort of coming into form and, Obviously, it's not necessarily exclusive to what we see. I remember many years ago, people were like, oh, the Shoei Otani guy, it's not look great in spring training. And we all remember how that turned out. But 
at the same time, I do think that it is very valuable to be able to see some of these guys. Like I still remember Oniel Cruz was having himself some nice spring trainings as well. I think that he, at the very least, took part in one, if not two of them. And then he comes up to the major leagues and was able to make some great plays. Also had a little bit of a tough time with his batting average, but I do think that it is always very valuable to be able to see a lot of these younger guys. Yes, I can give you two examples of of spring training and and bets I ended up making because of something I saw. One was last year. It was actually during March Madness. I was in Vegas. I was you know I was watching a a March Madness game with some friends in a suite somewhere, and uh, I had I had some baseball stuff on my phone. And Julio Rodriguez hit a uh, a very long home run in a spring training game, and I had already bet a lot on. Julio, uh, Julio Rodriguez to, to win rookie of the year and taking some big numbers. But I saw he hit another home run and it was a really, really nice highlight. And I was, I was convinced already that he was going to be the opening day starter, but you know, seeing this kind of confirmed that, that I, 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 or confirmed that, that Julio Rodriguez was on the right track and likely going to actually become the opening day starter. And I went back downstairs to Caesars and bet more on, on uh, Julio Rodriguez and, you know, that ended up being a, a nice winning ticket in addition to the, the ones I already had. And uh, you mentioned Otani um, when it was the, uh, the the short season, the COVID shortened season. I had actually bet Otani to win the MVP for the first time that season. Um, if you recall, he went out and gave up like six earned runs in the first game of the season. And, you know, that bet basically died. It lived and died the, the first day of the season. But my reasoning was essentially the same as the year he won the MVP is that he hits and pitches. And I thought in a shortened season, his numbers would just be so extraordinary. He would have to win MVP if he was just an average player and it didn't happen, but it did happen the next season. Um, but I had gone into that season saying I wouldn't bet on Otani again. And it wasn't until uh, I saw him in spring training hitting, you know, massive, massive home runs where I finally put it together and said, okay, he's healthy. I get it. You know, he needed a year after Tommy John to to get everything back and get his, his pitching back and everything. And um, I went back on my I'm not going to bet on Otani. And I ended up betting on Otani and that worked out. And, you know, here we are. But uh, sometimes it is real, really important to see things in spring training with your own eyes and understand that a, what it means that a player is fully healthier, that a player is ready to take the, the, the jump to the next level. I agree with you. And something that I always take a look at in terms of spring training as well is I take a look at guys that might either have some sort of a stoppage in spring training or guys that might have a little bit of a dip in velocity. Like I still remember I was fading Zach Wheeler the first month of the year last year just because it was sort of stop, start, stop, start. It was very herky-jerky with them. And he went out, he had a bad first month of the season. Then once he figured out he was just fine. How much do you take a look at that as well? Because I do think that there is some very valuable betting angles for the first month or two of the regular season when you're able to identify these guys that they're just not getting in the work that they need to in spring training. Yeah, I mean, you look at stuff like fastball, fastball, fastball excuse me, fastball velocity year over year. You know, if you see a guy is, is down from the year before, it's always something to potentially be concerned about and look into, but you know, certain guys, especially older guys, veterans, uh, they have their own throwing programs. They know their arms. They know their bodies. They know how long it takes them to get ready for the regular season. And some guys, you know, have a have a routine that takes them through spring training. And some guys need a little bit longer. And teams know who who's ready and, and when. And um, I think it just, uh, you know, it comes down to, to, to the pitchers and um, – you know, I, I think it just when you're a veteran, you can you can kind of get away with with your own schedule, um, you know, sometimes. And, and you know, you, you know, you're going to make the team. So spring training is not as important. Absolutely. You know, just getting your work in. Absolutely. And I know that you've already got a few futures in terms of baseball. I know that you're going to be taking a look at quite a few more in the next few weeks. But have there been any that you've fired in on relatively recently in terms of the MLB futures market? Yes, I took some uh, some early Sandy Alcantara, uh, NL Cy Young, basically to repeat. I think until uh, somebody knocks him off, he's he's the uh, you know he's the the reigning champion. So I'm I'm happy to back him to start the season. I was happy to back him at like six to one, 
I saw he opened up at eight to one, I think at Westgate. And then this week, I think today when I looked at Circa, Circa opened him at 10 to one. So um, I have not bet the 10 to one at Circa yet. I plan to, if it doesn't move, you know, before tomorrow or so, but uh, I like that number a lot. I was happy to bet it at a lower number. Um, other than that, I saw, I saw Jose Abreu 150 to one also at Circa. I love that. I'm just a big Jose Abreu fan. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think it's it's necessarily the, the the easy bet with obviously Otani and Aaron Judge and all the the elite guys at the top, Jose Ramirez. But you know, give me 150 to one on Jose Abreu all day. I'll take that. Absolutely, that's some pretty good value. I know that there is a couple people that are on it, and Jason, I know you're going to be doing an amazing job all baseball season long of taking a look at so much of what we're going to be getting. And I know you do an amazing job being able to get some really good value in the futures market. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you in uh, Vegas for March Madness. Oh, that is going to be a lot of fun. Jason Weingarten does tremendous work here at the network. And I think he lended a really good pro tip here for an hour. Number two, vsan.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these all by show and by sport. Take a look at spring training and just view with your own eyes someone that is starting to ascend. Maybe they have a highlight reel play that is going to get them the starting nod, especially when it comes to betting on rookie of the year. These guys that they're able to have a big spring training, them being able to do what they do in spring training, have a big start to it. That can yield some great results and some good value in the futures market. And coming up next, let's take a look at some college basketball and Break down what we're all getting on Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.